This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance to catch up with us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Normally, our show needs help. We have two juvenile individuals like Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. We need all the help that we can muster. Today's a different kind of day. Harry Duggs needs height help because he's down in New York doing the show, getting ready to do get up tomorrow morning like he normally does, 8 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. But Harry Duggs needs a little booster because the microphone that is normally used by Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike in the morning with Chris, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman from 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, the mic is not exactly friendly height-wise for a certain mister. Harry Douglas the fourth. No, it's definitely not because Chris Canty's six eight. I'm six one, so I'm literally doing the show high as hell today, Freddie. I'm high as a kite. I'm height wise. I'm high. I have a booster seat. I'm glad you cleared that up. A, wood, a wooden box that I'm sitting on right now. Y'all can hear me. Pause. So, so I'm gonna let everybody. I'm gonna let everybody. Cut. Yeah, definitely a pause. <laughs> Y'all listen to the sound of the box. Okay. Pause. I, I am sitting on this wooden box, pause, you know, just to do the show because the microphone is so damn high. Canty, everybody can't be 6'8". But yes. what did you do to the microphone, man? The microphone won't even tilt down. Every time I come in here on yeah. Wednesday, uh-huh. it's able to tilt down. The microphone, can, you, can you hit the box for me again, Eric? Can you hit the box yeah. for me? You know it's going to come back to haunt you. You're hitting that, huh? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the, the microphone didn't do anything to you. Evolution did that to you. It because did. Chris Canty is 6869 and you're 6'1". But every, t- every time I come in here, the microphone is able uh-huh. to, like, Mm-hmm. Move down, Careful. like it, 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 it won't. Easy. It's like it's it's like the microphone that took one of the blue demons I talked about two Look weeks out ago. Now I said I, I tried to warn you, like hey, easy. <laughs> Look out now. Get down, Mike. <laughs> I know that blue demon in your system. Get down, Mike. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> so you will definitely manage. We'll put it this way. At least you can do box jumps in between segments here. 100%. You <laughs> so 100%. You'll be the most fit DJ, most fit radio personality <laughs> by 6:55 when this show is over. <laughs> I know my 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 kids use booster seats. I uh-huh. thought ain't no way in the hell at age 39, I thought I was going to be using a booster seat. At 61, I got to use a booster seat? Can you imagine you going to like Babies R Us? I need oh. a booster seat for someone 61. For the baby? No, for me. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. So while Harry goes through those height issues down there when it comes to the microphone, it's never an issue. Anytime you want to be a part of Freddie Harry Nation, you can do that in the Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Harry needing a booster seat without the delicious taste and ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. While Harry goes through that thing with the microphone, we get to the main thing. The main thing, 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 the main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. This is not going to happen, right? But that I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets actually back on a football field after rupturing his Achilles four plays in to the NFL season. This is not going to happen, right? Right? Well, yesterday when Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, he said this will determine if he sees the field again in 2023. It's always been first, am I healthy? And then 
are we alive? Are we in it? Are we playing good enough to make a run? Can I step in and protect myself and play at the level that I feel like I'm capable of playing? But the first part is, is the help. So can I protect myself? Can I move around the way I want to move around? We're not where I can make a decision on playing because I'm just uh, health-wise, I'm, I'm improving steadily, but I'm not an ability to play at this point. Harry, not even 24 hours later, he was on the practice field today. The Jets have 21 days to decide if they're going to activate Aaron Rodgers from injured reserve. That activation period expires December 20th, four days after they face, before they face the Washington Commanders, and that's the game he's targeted to return. Harry, this is not going to happen, is it? Is it? Freddie, I'm semi-lost for words because I'm on the airplane flying up here to New York, and I'm seeing you know, these pictures of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing people saying that he's been activated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or they got days to activate him, but the, 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 the window. And I'm saying to myself, how is this even possible? The man tore his Achilles. Like, we've never seen this before. And then I get off the airplane, and then that hawk hits me. That hawk, for, for those of you who don't understand, the wind, and it's cold up here. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was this cold. Yeah, a little winter's coming through the Northeast. Ask yes. Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, that got 42 inches of snow, by the way. And, and, and the reason why I bring up the weather is because when you have injuries like that, still to this day, I tore my ACL, and I still feel it oh, yeah. more when it's cold outside. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, he just had surgery on the Achilles. Uh-huh. I know he has to be feeling it more. Because it's cold outside. But the man is doing little drop backs and, you know, before practice starts and th- spinning that football uh-huh. the way I, I've seen him spin it his entire life. And I say, I'm saying to myself, uh-huh. it, 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 is it possible? The, is the world coming to an end? Is Jesus coming back? <laughs> you know, should I be living uh, 1,000% right uh-huh. instead of 999% right? Like, uh-huh. well, what's going on right now? Put it this way. Just like the old song by Ray Charles, the paraphrase. He really wants to play. Harry, it's cold outside. The Jets can't keep him away. Harry, it's cold out there because Aaron Rodgers, apparently, I don't know. Robert Sala, Jets head coach, is he going to play even though it's cold outside? He was asked about this as Jets head coach, why the Jets are actually opening up that practice window now for Aaron Rodgers. Right now, is there a specific reason why today we're opening the window? Or is- he was cleared. So he was cleared for, like I said, when, once the doctors cleared him for the next step in his rehab. And look, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a position, uh, not to get too technical for everyone, but you're allowed a certain amount of IR designation to returns every year. And we're in a position where we've got a few extras, a few that we won't use at all. So it doesn't do anything to us roster-wise. We don't have to cut anyone. We don't have to move anyone to the side. The technicality is he's either doing everything he's cleared for off to the side, as you guys know it, on field three, or he's doing everything that he's cleared for with his teammates. So instead Instead of throwing to a strength and conditioning coach, he can throw to his teammates. Even he doesn't want to get his hopes up, but it's hard not to based on what you've seen since play four at the quarterback position. He's trying to do everything possible, Harry, to temper any kind of expectations, but it also doesn't help those expectations that he's actually back on the practice field when it comes to Aaron Rodgers or the Jets. And I have to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit for, for the mental state that he's been in as soon as that Achilles was was torn. Also, the people that were able to be there with him rehabbing and helping him get to this point right now because that's not an easy turnaround for him. That's not an easy turnaround for the doctors and his physical therapist, right? That takes some true, true dedication to be able to be at the point that he is right now. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers um, is a guy that's motivated, 
But it's all going to come down to where is this team positioned okay. when he's able, if he's able to play, right? And, yeah, I, and okay. I look at their schedule because they have the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who's first in the NFC South. Let me uh, make sure I note that. Jason Bates coming up to uh, later, y'all, the 5 o'clock hour. Just want to throw that out there as well. I, I haven't heard this much love for a 5-6 and six team in my life in the National Football League. Yep, let me get back to the Falcons, first place in the <laughs> NFC South. And then, see, they have the Houston Texans. That's, he, the way C.J. Stroud is playing, I understand the Jets' defense is, is really yeah. good, but the way C.J. Stroud is playing right now, mm-hmm. they're playing uh, dope football. Right. They have the Miami Dolphins. they got to go to Miami. And we talked about that Washington Commanders game is the game that, you know, he's probably mm-hmm. eyeing to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers would have to see what's the record you know, in those three matchups, because they're the 15th seed right now in the AFC. That that's they're four and seven. He's Harry Dulles. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. You used the great word dope. The Jets would have to be on dope to bring this guy back behind that offensive line. Can I have some of it? Well, they need to stop taking it when it comes <laughs> to the Jets. They would literally have to be on dope behind that offensive line to bring a guy that played four plays for you at close to 40 years of age, the Jets have to save the player from himself now. The Jets have to save the organization from themselves. I know desperate organizations do this, and I know that he's the Valhalla Prince at the what you've gone through, the quarterback position since play four when he ruptured his Achilles. I understand the optics when it comes to the Jets, but Harry, these bras would have to be on dope in New York to bring Aaron Rodgers back when you have no chance of being a playoff team and behind that offensive line that couldn't block tissue paper. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers wants to be out there. If you're the Jets organization, you got to look him in the face and say, we'd rather have you fully healthy in 2024 than to prove what in 2023, that you can be this medical marvel and come back from that injury. In the most Jetsian of things, I could see them doing the opposite of what I think they should do. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Even if we don't have a playoff chance. Oh, it's going to be wonderful having him out there. Harry, you used the perfect word, dope. They would have to be on dope to bring that guy back with that offensive line in a lost season. Freddie, I agree with you because there's nothing that tells me right now that positive things are going to be able to happen with Aaron Rodgers coming back this season behind that offensive line. I just I, – I can't risk it. And, and you yeah. mentioned, man, sometimes – Coaches, ownership, general manager, those guys have to save the player from themselves because, you know, being a former player, Freddie, mm-hmm. we were wired different, man. Uh, all we I, know I, is go, go, go. We want to play. It. We want to be out there. That's it. all we know at times. Absolutely. But at times, you got to make sure that your go, go, go doesn't go gone, gone, gone because you're there before yep. you're supposed to be ready. And if anybody should know that, it should be that organization when it comes to the New York Jets. But then again, that's why they are the Jets. Let me tell you why you bring up a good point, too, though, Freddie, because I'm looking at Mm -hmm. the National Football League as a whole, and I'm looking at stats, and the team that has been sacked the most quarterback-wise is the New York Giants Mm -hmm. with 69. Then you have the Washington Commanders who are second with 55 sacks allowed. You want to know who's third on the list with 47 sacks allowed? Oh, Lord. The New York Jets. Oh, Lord. The New York Jets. Whatever Aaron Rodgers has that he's given that organization, I want some. For him to be out there on the practice field, man, I don't know what yeah. A-Rod was on, but can yeah. I have yeah. some of and, and Not for nothing. Good for him as far as that goes. No, that's right. Being back out there. That doesn't mean you need to put him out there in 21 days just because he wants to be out there 
behind that offensive line. To me, that's just completely criminal if they decide to do that as a Jets organization. Yikes. He's Harry Dose. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Bear on ESPN Radio. Bear is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, let the Home Depot help you get projects done right with Bear Premium Plus Interior Paint. Number six is Ohio State. Oregon is now five. Florida State is four. Number three is Washington. Number two is Michigan. Number one is Georgia. Looking at everything that we can to come up with what we believe are the right rankings. And we feel good about number one, number two, number three, number four. It's not so much that the Coswell Committee get their rankings right. For those who missed it last night, from 8 to 1, Alabama is 8, Texas is 7, Ohio State 6, they dropped from number 2, Oregon 5, Florida State 4, Washington 3, Michigan 2, Georgia 1. Georgia will play Alabama in the SEC Championship game. Texas will play Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship game. Washington and Oregon will play each other in the Pac-12 Championship game. That's at 8 o'clock Eastern time on Friday night on ABC. Florida State plays your Louisville Cardinals the next day in the ACC championship game. And Ohio State will be just like me, watching games on television while everybody else is playing on championship <laughs> weekend. To me, it's not so much, Harry, that they get the rankings right. That can be open for any kind of interpretation. But I always wonder, each and every week, what is the committee trying to tell us? Because each and every week, Harry Douglas, they move the goalposts to suit whatever they believe they can suit to justify where they place teams either high, low, or staying in that position from the week before? Well, I think one, one of the things that I noticed that I, I, th- I thought it was easy once I seen the rankings were, were out, well, they just put all the undefeated teams one through four. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's easy to do, mm-hmm. right? But is Oregon a better team than Florida State? Right now I'm going to say yes. Okay. Right? All right. I'm not, is, I'm not going to disagree with you. Is Go. Alabama a better team than Florida State right now? I'm going to say yes. I won't disagree with you. But then you, when you look at you look at Oregon and you look at um, Ohio State, I think Ohio State has a better loss than Oregon. You but do. do I, but do I believe Oregon is a better team than Ohio State? Why do you think Ohio State? Has, why do you think Ohio State has a better loss to Michigan than Oregon and Washington? They lost to the number two team in the country, the Michigan Wolverines. I I said this entire year there were two teams that I thought that were the most complete teams in college football: Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. It's not like Ohio State got blown out in that game versus Michigan. Fair. They only lost by what, seven? 30-24, six. Six points. Lost they lost six. by six points. Yeah. Six, seven. So I, I think Ohio State has a better loss okay. than Oregon. Even though Oregon should have won that football game, my thing is is I think Oregon is a better football team than Ohio State, so I would have put them ahead of Ohio State in the rankings as well. I almost wanted to push back on you, but here's where I agree with you in terms of Oregon and Ohio State. because And I like Dan Lang as a head coach. He blew that game for his football team. He did. Going forward, he got in touch into Brandon Staley, the Chargers, and we know that never ends well. Going forward, fourth and in, in short in the middle of the field. You're, gonna, you're not going to make Michael Penix Jr. go 90 yards or at least 80 yards by putting the ball? Even he said afterwards, I let my team down. Well, you're damn right you did. But, hey, he's not perfect. I understand. You have confidence in your team. You went for the kill shot. Sometimes going for the kill shot is doing the thing that makes the most sense. And he didn't do it in that situation. Well, halftime, he, instead of going for the field goal and the point. Absolutely. And understanding that you're getting the ball coming out of halftime as well. No so you could have probably double dipped. Mm-hmm. He elected to go for it on fourth down instead of just taking the three points. Well, those three points came back to haunt him in the long run. And it should haunt him. Because if your team does not get into the Cowswell playoff, 
if you can't beat Washington again in the Pac-12 championship game, then that's on you yep. because of a decision that you made back in October going on the road where they outplayed Washington. I know Washington won the game. The better team didn't win that football game. I know people don't like me saying that, but go back and look at that game. Freddie, Check out the stats of that game. I was there. You're not, everything that you're saying is 1,000% right. It, it, it literally was some things that Dan Lanning did going for those fourth downs and also putting his corners on an island versus a guy that was that still is a Heisman candidate Absolutely. with one of the best receivers in college football. I don't understand that. I really don't. Well, nothing makes sense, and that's the beauty of college football when it comes to the playoff <laughs> rankings, when it comes to championship weekend. We may think we're going to get the same old, same old, mainly because Michigan should beat Iowa. But can you imagine what would happen a team who really, literally, if you put the Iowa offense in a room by themselves without a defense and said, you have to pass while get a first down they and you leave it. the room, you'll come back in an hour, you have 11 guys crying at the 20-yard line. They can't, they do, can't it. do it. But can you imagine if Kirk Ferentz, the Iowa head coach, had this actually happen on Saturday in the Big Ten Championship game? If we would win, I mean, that would really screw things up, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, it might be kind of funny, actually. But anyway, uh, that, that in itself, not... You know, but that's a whole different subject. If Iowa pulls that off, you're going to hear this in the Coswell Playoff Committee in Frisco, Texas. No! Chaos. <laughs> that they, they don't want chaos. To your point, Harry, that's why they ranked all the four undefeated teams, one through four, yep. and the one lost teams, five through eight. They, there you go. And, they, they chose the easy way out this, this last time. And that's what they want. They don't want <laughs> Iowa getting in there, and all of a sudden, you know, I rented this nice car. You don't have a nice car in the parking lot. They don't want that to happen. They do not want Iowa winning. They don't want Alabama winning. They don't want Oregon winning. And for damn sure, they definitely don't want your Louisville Cardinals Freddie, to beat Florida State in the ACC championship game. Can you game. imagine a situation if Iowa wins, mm-hmm. Oregon wins, mm-hmm. Texas wins, Alabama this. wins? Can you imagine a situation like that? In me power. <laughs> and, and Louisville wins. Can, can you imagine the, the sound you hear, my just imagine, devil, just the, imagine the, the sound you hear, the devil's horns coming from my head, going. <laughs> if all that happened right now on a Saturday, weird and wacky things happen on Championship Saturday. There's always going to be that one weird or wacky thing that's going to happen. They tried to set it up. I'm glad you pointed that out. They tried to set it up that hey, you know, we don't want any kind of chaos. Yep. We don't want any kind of nonsense. So we're going to list all the undefeated teams one through four, and the one lost teams. Five through eight. Let the one loss teams not named Ohio State win this weekend. Let Texas mm-hmm. beat Oklahoma State. Let Alabama beat Georgia. Let Oregon beat Washington. And the sound you'll hear on Saturday night is people crying like the Iowa football team trying to score. Because here, let me tell you this. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship and it's another thriller, thriller like it was the first time around, uh-huh. Washington still has an argument as a one-loss team They certainly do to, to get into the college football playoffs because they mm-hmm. beat the Pac-12 champion yeah. early in the season. Believe me, I'm going to miss this when we don't have this next year. I know. When we have 12 teams, it's not going to feel the same. The, the 13th place team, we deserve to be in. Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> get ready for that thrashing. Yeah, man. Enjoy the, you know. Uh, get ready for that thrashing. Exactly. Enjoy that bowl game that you're going to go to. But <laughs> this, the top four and everything else, if chaos is going to happen, this will be the perfect year in the last year of a 14 playoff in college football. Don't forget about the Pac-12 Championship game that happens Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, presented by Dr. Pepper and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And the college football playoff selection final rankings, 
That'll also be heard on ESPN Radio and seen on ESPN this Sunday. Countdown to kickoff will take the official reveal live at noon Eastern time, 9 in the West Coast, with complete reaction immediately following, and all the Coswell playoffs are right here on ESPN Radio. The Rose Bowl and the All-State Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day, that's the semifinals, and the National Championship on January 8th. Let us know what you think about the Coswell playoff rankings. Do you want chaos or not? Let us know the Freddie and Harry Nation Hotline at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who was Mavs coach Jason Kidd talking to and about when he said this? Um, as you just mentioned, they're one of the best, if not the best, in clutch time. But that was a big, big thing you guys wanted to make a big deal about last year. And it got even spicier. That comes your way in about 20 minutes of Freddie and Harry. And you're going to hear next what a former Eagle has to say about some of the negative noise about the current 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, folks. Trust me, they're here for us. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is a Wednesday groovathon known as Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Well, Frankie Smith is from Philadelphia. Used to drive a bus in that city. And plenty of Eagles fans are on that double Dutch bus, although they're tired of hearing about that negative noise about their 10 and 1 football team. Let's talk to a guy who played for that organization. He was a three time Pro Bowler. He now does a great podcast called The Seth Joyner Show. It is a privilege of bringing the former Eagle, Seth Joyner, to Freddie and Harry. Hit him on Twitter at Seth Joyner. Seth, what do you think about that negative noise about this 10 and 1 Eagles team about to play San Francisco and they have the best record in the NFL, brother? 
Well, you know, obviously I don't like it. I've been talking about it, Freddie and Harry. How you doing, man? Good, man. I've been talking about it for the last, you know, two weeks. You know, after they beat the Chiefs, everybody wanted to talk about what the Chiefs did wrong and why the Chiefs lost the game, opposed to why the Eagles won the game. Same thing last week, um, you know, against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, you know, they had 500 yards and they still lost the game. But, you know, the game comes down to, you know, who can – get it done when it needs to get done at the end of the football game. And the Philadelphia Eagles have been masterful at that this year. Um, the coaching staff has made adjustments. The players have made adjustments. And, you know, no one's giving you anything in the National Football League. Whatever you get, you got to take it. you got to earn it. And they're 10-1, and one, and they're too clear of any other team in the National Football League right now. Seth, I would say this. So I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles have played their best game this season yet. Um, but with that being said, they're finding ways to win football games. And I think it's a testament also to their squad. What are some of the things that you've pinpointed with this squad that allowed them to be able to get those wins, even though they might have might not have had the best performances throughout the game? Well, before I answer that, I'm going to ask the question, what team in the NFL this year has played their best ball? I don't Good think point. there's been anybody nope. that stands out in the National Football League that you can point at and say, you know, that they've just killed it all season long. You know, the Dallas Cowboys have beat up on lesser teams. Um, all the teams that they've, that they've won against have only won four to five games. You know, the San Francisco 49ers have had a three-game slump, you know, at some point in this year. Um, the Buffalo Bills don't look like the team that everyone thought they were going to be. Joe Burrow's hurt, you know. Even the Baltimore Ravens, as great as they look and as great as they've played, you know, they haven't torn it up. So why are the Eagles the exception when it comes to how the rest of the league and the rest of the nation is seeing this football team and how they're winning games, um, you know, to put them in that place? Um, To answer your question, um, it starts with Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. You know, I think that you know when they drafted him, I said that he was the quintessential quarterback to play in the city of Philadelphia. I played here for eight years in my 13-year career. It is a tough place to play. But all the things that he's been through in his young life has set him up for this moment of where he is. Everyone's doubted him. Everyone's talked about what he couldn't do. All he went through in Alabama and then how he resurrected himself in Oklahoma and then coming here and being the second guy behind a guy who had just signed the franchise deal and then two years later, that guy's gone, and now he's the starter. And then all the questions about whether he could be the guy, the arm strength, the, the intellect, and all of that. And he's taken all of that and just used it as fuel on the inside. Not said anything, not done anything, you know, to like point the finger, but just used it to get better. And as he goes, this team goes. And his leadership is unparalleled. You know, he is just rock solid. He is you know, resilient. I, I just, I love him, man. I just think that, you know, he is he is the future of what NFL quarterbacks should look like in every way, shape, fashion, and form. Great stuff by Seth Jordan, who played for Philadelphia Eagles for eight years of his 13-year career, was a three-time Pro Bowler, has a great podcast called The Seth Joyner Show, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm staying right there when you said about being the quintessential Philadelphia Eagles player. For those who don't know, and you know that city extremely well, what makes a quintessential Eagles player that's going to resonate in that city? Well, listen, we've, Freddie, we've had guys that come through here and the fans get on them, the media get on, and they try to fight back. 
That's the worst thing you can do in this city because that's a battle that you can't win. What you do is you put your head down, you go to work because what this city does is it, is it respects players who may not be ready at the beginning of their career, but they put their head down, they go to work, they do what they got to do to become better, and then they lay it all on the line each and every week. See, this is a blue-collar city, you know, and Jason uh, um, um, Jalen Hurts, in a lot of ways, is a blue-collar quarterback. You know, it, we wouldn't be having these doubts and these conversations about Jalen if he was drafted in the top ten in the draft. Right. But because he was drafted 53rd overall in the second round, you know, no one expected for him for his ascent to be like this. No one ex- expected for him, you know, to put such pressure on Carson Wentz. The Carson said, hey, I don't even want to be here. If we got to compete, I want out. I'm the franchise guy. You to give me the job, you know, or get me up out of here. And then for him to, like, go to work after his first year as a starter when people were still questioning him, he went out to California and got with Tom House and Tom Brady and figured out how to be a franchise quarterback and came back and almost won the MVP last year. That's what Philadelphia loves, that he's going to give it his all. And when he stands up in front of that podium and says, I'll do anything for this team and anything for this city, man, listen, they will they will go to war for him, man. They will go to war for him. You got to respect that one thousand percent. His mindset, man, what he stands for, how he's cool, calm, and collected. I'm a huge fan of it. Was able to co- uh, cover him in the, at the college football level. So I, it's just a, a thing of beauty to be able to see him grow and be, become the quarterback that he is today, and actually get compensated for it as well. But a position you know very, very well, the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that was with the Colts, <clears throat> excuse me, got let go. Now he's a free agent. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, do you think the Eagles should sign him and try to share up that second level of their defense? You know, I've been getting this question a lot, you know, the last couple of days. <clears throat> I know that, you know, Shaquille was in town today, had meetings with um, the Eagles. Um, I'm kind of old school in my thinking, guys, and I, I feel like, there's got to be a reason why Indy would let him go. They still owe him $6 million in salary, which they're going to have to pay him because of how the CBA is structured. Um, they let him go. Why? Teams don't let good players just walk. And they're not going to tell you why. They're not going to tell anybody why. You go to Dallas and you work out for Dallas, you get a physical – and Dallas has got more salary cap space than the Philadelphia Eagles. Why did he get on the plane yesterday and come to Philadelphia today? Hmm. Why did they make him an offer that would have kept him right there in Dallas? So I could be wrong, and, you know, you guys know me. I'd be the first one to come on the national, the public air, and say, hey, I got it wrong. But there's more to this story than meets the eye, okay? There's either a, a production problem that he wasn't producing to meet the salary that, you know, that the Indianapolis Colts had him at, or he went to Dallas and there's a, there's a injury a physical problem Mm -hmm. that no one wants to talk about or no one's talking about. Okay. But there's more to this than meets the eye because, you know, teams don't let good players walk away and teams that are needed players that, you know, you're going to be playing the division four the next week. You're not letting that guy walk out of the building without making him an offer he can't refuse. 
Wow, that, that's great. Great stuff. I said, join the former Eagles linebacker, now part of the Seth Joyner Show podcast on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Whether he's an Eagle or not, we know there are going to be plenty of bros in that field on Sunday when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, 30.9 million people watch Eagles versus Bills. I can't imagine what that number is going to look like when these two teams get together sure. in Philadelphia on Sunday. Who's it a bigger game for, Seth? The Eagles who won it last year or the 49ers who didn't win it last year? I think it's a bigger game for the 49ers, to be honest with you, because, you know, they're two games behind the Eagles and they've been salty for a little under 365, you know, days about how they <laughs> lost last year. All the excuses and all the chatter that's going back and forth and all the things that, you know, Debo Samuels, you know, is saying. Um, this is a game that they have to have because if they lose this game, to the Eagles. Now you got the psychological effect. You go into the playoffs, and at some point in time, these two teams are going to match. They're going to meet again mm-hmm. before it's all said and done. Before we get to January 11th, these two teams will meet again. You know, beyond tomorrow, beyond Sunday. Now you got the psychological effect of you know you lost to this team two times in a row. Um, so the Eagles can stand to lose a game. You know where. The San Francisco 49ers, they have to have this game. If they go down in this game, if the Eagles go up, if they go to 11-1, and one, the number one seed in the division is wrapped up. Because even if they go to Dallas next week and for some reason or another they underperform and they lose to Dallas, they, they're not losing to Seattle, the Giants twice, and the Cardinals. That ain't happening. So the number one seed is all but wrapped up. By the time we get to week 15, 16 and 17, you resting your starters the rest of the way because you got the number one seed in the NFC wrapped up. So this game is much more important for for San Francisco than it is for the Eagles. You know we're going to talk again, right, because we can't just have you do this one time and go away and not come back again. You know we're going to have you on again, right, Seth? You know that, right? Man, Freddie, <laughs> <laughs> anytime you want, man, and 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 – just so you know, yeah, I cover the Eagles. I do a lot of stuff in Philadelphia for the Eagles. But I'm a football analyst, man. Mm-hmm. There's not a single thing that's going on in the National Football League that I'm not cued into, that I'm not watching, and I'm not listening to. So any football you want to talk about, brother, this is what I do. I sleep it, eat it, breathe it, dream it all day, every day. As long as as long the season is rolling, this is what I'm into. So anytime, brother, so, anytime. So you got to bet. We're definitely going to have you on sooner than soon. Seth, appreciate it, my man. Thank you so much for the time. Can't wait to talk to you sooner. Thanks again. You got to take care of my man. Great stuff by Seth Joyner, former Eagles linebacker, three-time pro bowler. Does a great job. The Seth Joyner Show podcast. A guy that was as physical, as, as tough, and as nasty as he was. He now is a doctor in theology. Seth Joyner. Wow. <laughs> he can, I think, he can I think, say praise the Lord and knock you out. Yes, he can. <laughs> I think one of the best things he said there is that the Eagles aren't aren't going to lose to Devin and Shannon's Giants. Wow. I knew he was going to do this. I knew, yeah, it. Seen, I knew as it. As soon as he said it, I was I knew smiling. It. When did he ear say that? Ear to ear, I was smiling. When did he say that? Did I? Was I not yeah, he said it at the end. Yeah. And oh. I saw I saw Harry in the Zoom. He started smiling. I oh. sure did. I, I guess I was so, you know, I, I think more about the 49ers and the Eagles. I, I mean, I can't think about the Giants not going <laughs> anywhere. Exactly. As, as far as that goes. <laughs> Brother Freddie on top of the day. Oh, good Lord. Pause. Well, anyway, every day. I, oh, you're <laughs> right. Stop. <Jeez. laughs> Stop. Oh, man, I'm, I'm I tripping. I think today you're on top of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I am tripping. <laughs> 
What am I doing? I ain't had my hot we chocolate. We keep yet. trying to help you, and you keep refusing to help. It's this damn box I'm sitting on, man. I, I feel different. Oh, you're right, Lord. Let me. Let's go to break. We yeah, gotta get out. Please do. Which conference championship weekend scenario are you rooting for the most that gets started on Friday, the Pac-12 championship game, and takes until what the final four are going to be for the Cosball championship? Which conference championship weekend scenario are you rooting for the most? Let us know right now. The Dr. Pepper call on the line. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. I guarantee you, your calls will save us from getting fired next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. A Pac-12 championship game, Friday on ESPN Radio. It's a showdown in Las Vegas with huge playoff implications. The undefeated third-ranked Washington Huskies face fifth-ranked and 11-1 Oregon. Coverage begins Friday at 7 Eastern with kickoff at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Dr. Pepper. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It's the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Sirius XM Channel 80. Tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Yevi Samuels hit us up on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, HDUX83, saying, shouts out to Freddie in the game for the pause on Harry. We kept trying to save him, Yevi. And he was like a man in quicksand. The more he wriggled, the deeper he kept sinking. I just told myself, shut up, Harry. We got to go to break. And then he just kept going and going. That's enough out of you, Harry. We got to go. Oh, my goodness. If you have not had enough of college football, we only got one more week in championship weekend. And which conference championship weekend scenario are you rooting for the most? Can't wait to hear what you have to say on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. Rich in Washington, my friend. What you got, Richie Rich? All right. I got the chaos scenario. Okay. It goes like this. Bama knocks off Georgia. Iowa beats Michigan. Oregon knocks off Washington barely. Texas and Florida State will win. You end up with one undefeated from a major conference and seven one-loss teams, all of whom would have a good claim for the to belong in the playoff. <laughs> Rich is my new Ooh. hero. <laughs> he's my and, new and hero. He's, and he said mm-hmm. Georgia loses to Bama, Georgia right? Georgia loses to Bama, yep. So mm-hmm. right then and there, if that many people lose, Bama would be in it, Texas would be in it. No he, doubt. He said Texas wins, right? No, Texas wins, yeah. He said yeah, Texas, Texas wins. Texas and Bama, so we know those two teams will be in it. Can you imagine then, uh, that actually who, happened? Did, did he say Washington or Oregon? He wins? said Oregon wins barely Ooh, against Lord. Washington. So I, honestly, and Iowa wins too against Michigan. Ooh man, yeah, that's tough. You might have committee members just walking Ooh, out. Lord, that's tough. Who's on the committee? They all left. <laughs> they don't want any part of this. That, that's a that's a hell of a room to be in with those uh, with man. that scenario right there. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of people <laughs> not feeling well. My can't take part. Goodness, sick. <laughs> Pablo in Austin. Speaking of Texas, what conference championship weekend, Pablo, are you rooting for the most when it comes to that scenario? Man, I'm going for Texas. A lot of people are underestimating or overlooking Texas because they went into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama by double-digit points. And who can honestly say they've done that to Nick Saban at home? Not a lot of people because Steve Sarkeesian said it best. It was so easy. Why haven't more people done that? 
what Texas did in September on the road versus Alabama. Yeah, we was there for game there for that for that matchup. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man, Texas was dominant the entire game. Their defensive line really got after Jalen Miro and beat up the offensive line of Alabama. Uh, also, I think Quinn Ewers had a hell of a game, sure right? Did. A.D. Mitchell, um, Xavier Worthy, Sanders at the tight end position. Those guys play uh, extremely well. I would say this for Texas. Um, right now, you got to remember, they lost their running back. He's out with an ACL, Jonathan Brooks. But mm-hmm. I do like their defense, right? You talk about stopping the run where they're going against in this championship game, Ollie Gordon, oh, yeah. um, who, who's the number one rusher in college football. Well, Texas is top five in stopping the run, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the defensive line and, and front seven of Texas is going to be able to do versus that run game in the, in the, in the nation's leading rusher in Ali Gordon. Pablo wanted to know why people aren't talking more about Texas, why they're being slighted, and Pablo, here's why. Because if Texas loses again in a situation like this, Oklahoma State, people are going to say same old Texas, SOT. We no keep, lies detected. Yeah, we, we keep hearing, oh, Texas is back, Texas is back. If you're going to be back, you win the Big 12 championship. You don't lose to an Oklahoma State team that is not as good as you. You do not lose to an Oklahoma State team in your state that is not as good as you. So if you want people to not look at you that way anymore, don't lose to a team that's at least 10 spots below you in the college football playoff rankings when it comes to the University of Texas. No, I, I agree with you. And if, if Texas wants to be back, they need to win this football game in an deciding factor, in an exciting fashion, I should say, and have an opportunity to go to the college football playoffs. Freddie Harry going to tell you why TV has ruined it when it comes to quarterback play in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.